Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Now's the time to save 30% on wedding jewelry, only on BlueNile.com. Make sure your wedding ring is the one with your pick of diamond and lab-grown diamond bands, all hand-finished and graded for excellence. Or surprise her with something blue she'll love for life, like a stunning pair of sapphire earrings. Blue Nile's jewelry experts are available 24-7 to help, from fit questions to style advice. Right now, get up to 30% off at BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Hey everyone, Mr. Devil here, Kenny Danico, three-time Stanley Cup champion of the New Jersey Devils, and you're listening to the Uncle Puckers New Jersey Devils podcast with Chris, Dan, Bobby, and Tony, the Uncle Puckers. Let's go, Devils! Hey, big fat. Overtime loss for the Devils against the Flyers. Just finished up the game. We are the Uncle Puckers. Tonight, I'm Chris with Bobby and Dan, and we're going to talk a little bit about the Anaheim game. We'll talk about that that shit show that was the Anaheim game and then this. Yeah. Um, so, guys, you know, this, this start and stop of the Devils that we've been seeing this season, right? I mean, yeah. it's a week good. It's a week bad. The consistency isn't there, hasn't oh, been yeah. there all year. Um, what's the problem here? You know, in yeah. your guys' opinion, what do you think right now is the problem? I know what I think the problem is, but I think I'm probably a minority on it. But I'm curious what you guys think. I, I can't put my finger on one thing. There's a few things that jump out. Um, you know, it's it, failure of the key parts to do uh, a passable job most nights is really – and there's, it's been passing around, like who's who's not showing up, who's not there at different times. I thought they were better with uh, Brendan Smith out of the lineup. Uh, and, you know, that's a factor, but there's been a bunch of them. I don't know. You see one key thing that you, you're noticing? Well, here's the thing. I, I, I keep going back to this. Um, I just don't think Lindy Ruff's the guy for this team right now. I don't think he is the guy to get them to the next level. Um, yeah. I think that, you know, I, I don't know. I feel like there's just too much. Like, we don't feel at all like a team even close to contending. Yeah, like, there's like, you uh, know what, I, I kind of see where you're coming from. There's with just the, something Because there's missing. so many, like so many areas. It's not just one area that's consistently like the, the problem where we're like, oh, we just got to fix this. It's like when you think you get something fixed, it doesn't stay fixed. And right. that is something that I, I got to say, when you say that, it kind of jives with a coaching situation. I don't know. It's hard for me to say that 100%. Um, but it does seem to be like a, a, an answer to the question that makes a lot of sense. Uh, that maybe that's what all these disparate area problems have in common is, is you know, lending Lindy uh, and his approach right now. I don't know. Bob, you know, it's the inconsistencies that are maddening. Everybody knows 
what our goalie stats are, whether you're on the goalies are the problem or the defense, the problem or blend. Um, I'm just, just trying to figure it out. I mean, I'm looking at the penalty kill this year versus last year, right? It's, it's totally flipped. And then the flip side of that is we've got a great power play, which is, you know, been kind of slow. We still know we've got several players that aren't playing anywhere near their capabilities. Mm-hmm. Team defense overall has – that is the one thing that has been getting better, even this yes. game. Like, yeah. it, it wasn't – I didn't find this to be a very enjoyable game. There was nothing fun. Right. I, it was a little boring, but they were playing a well-structured defensive game. And it, it there was just little things that are constantly happening. It's just one more big save we didn't get. I don't right. want to talk about blown calls or anything, but – it is the inconsistency and the, it, this is just like a really weird season with the emotions. You know, a few days ago we're riding super high and we know it's at stake if we lose a couple. Um, and now you look at this and it just, it just doesn't make sense. I mean, coming into this game, I was listening to some people talking about, Hey, why is everybody so worried? We're two points out of a wild card spot. I started looking at the standings. I'm like, yeah, we're, we're four points away from Philly. You know, we win that we're two, yeah. Um, and then as this game goes on, we're not that far away from being where we are today. Right. And as the game goes on, I'm like, shit, we just gave Philly a bonus point. Mm-hmm. We're going to wind up winning this exactly. game, especially when it's going to overtime. And of course the reverse of that happens. So it's even worse for us. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just, I, I think Lindy Ruff is a good coach. I really do. And Absolutely. He, a, he hasn't gotten a, to where he's gotten without it, but, but no. at this moment, to be this inconsistent with this caliber of player, I am starting to question coaching maybe in general. Like, I don't yeah. know the the assistant coaches, the voices are different. I don't know what's going on, but it's, it's, um, it's pretty painful. Well, I, I'll say this after seeing this, cause look, man, we're, we're 30 games in. All right. There's no more small sample size bullshit. Like right. this is the team. Okay. This is what we got. And I am really, every game I watch when they kind of regress, all right, like we did in Anaheim, the Anaheim game and this game, um, I keep on going back to how much of last season was Bruno. How much of that was Andrew Burnett that he brought in uh, as that associate coach that we are missing right now. There's there, because he's he got the, a lot of credit for relating to this young group, right? Right. Maybe he had a translator and somebody to help along with that. I think Lindy Ruff was the perfect guy when this team was young to kind of set them on the right path and teach them how to win, which they've kind of done. You know, he's done that. Look at last season, even now, like we're not a bad team. Um, we're just not anywhere near where we should be, but I kind of think we need a new voice in there to get this team to the next level, start treating them more of a championship caliber team. And I'm not saying that they are, they haven't won shit. They won one playoff series. I'm not saying they are, but they need to think they are. They need to play as if they are, um, you know, we were talking about this team in the same vein as we were talking about Vegas and Colorado and Toronto and all these other teams that, that are all well, Toronto's up and down too. But most of these teams are just waiting for the postseason. You yeah. know, they're just at the point now where we're just going to go out, play our game, get to the playoffs, make a difference. Like we have, we know that we have 52 games left. There is right. no guarantee that you have 53. And yeah, they true. they need to wake the fuck up. Whether it's it, and I don't know what it is. That's if you're the gonna thing. if you're gonna bring up you know Lindy's effect on this, it also makes me wonder along those same veins. 
do you think maybe we're not playing um, for each other? Uh, do you think that as individuals, they don't have that a real team spirit mentality among each other, among their own chemistry? I feel like that might be some of, some of it. You know, how much of that is uh, Lindy's to make happen through certain moves? I think there's a lot there. But also at some point, you know, as good as they are, I almost feel like you, you guys should probably be able to figure it out yourselves to some extent about playing for each other a little harder and, 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 you know, making that happen. I don't know. Well, I think there's some truth to that. Um, you know, I do think this group is a tight group. I do think they genuinely like each other. They like playing together, but like the, you know, Jack has been a little off these last couple of games. I know he had the hat trick the other night, but you go before right. that, and it was three or four games without a point. You know, two big turnovers in this game, one that led to Anaheim was a rough game for him, too. Anaheim was a rough game for the whole team. But mm-hmm. the thing about the Anaheim game, and I want to know what you guys think. When a team comes out and punches us in the face right off the bat, like Anaheim did, and they got under Jack's skin, Yeah, this is not the first time we've seen this happen where everything fucking unravels. Like, I I don't know why this team seems to me that unless conditions are perfect. Yes, they cannot fucking win. They lack resiliency. Yes. In a bad situation. They don't seem to have the resilient attitude like, okay, that's tonight's challenge. We're ready for it. Right. It's they need need like fair weather in order for everything to go right. And they'll score seven goals. Yeah. Jack gets hurt. In St. Louis, right? The team fucking falls apart. There was uh, another game. I can't even think of them right now. But there were a couple of them where things start to go poorly. And instead of you feeding off of that and and becoming a better team off of this, they fall apart. Now, I'm sorry. I do put that on coaching. And the reason I put that on coaching is because in any sport, your team, if you are a good coach, your team takes your personality they take your attitude they become a a kind of a a separate entity of you and that's what that you look at the carolina hurricanes up until this year right they were rod brindamore through and through like they fucking played the way rod brindamore fucking played that that was but he brought that i don't we're gonna we might lose this game but it's not gonna get out of hand we're not getting blown out seven one yeah that kind of you know we have this team right now where it's like i don't you know, even if we make the playoffs, it, unless things seriously change, we're done in one round. Like, this is not a team no. that right now is going to make any kind of run. I mean, nope. right now, it's we're 30 games in. We haven't sniffed the top three in the Metropolitan Division. Um, and unless things really change soon, we're not going to. Right, because consistency and resiliency is, is what, what the playoffs are all about. Okay, the playoffs are when you need to – have consistent output and where you need to be resilient and, and, you know, you're going to have challenges and we're so far from, that is our problem. It's not, we're not looking at a team that needs a lot more pieces. Yeah. Could it help to have another defenseman? Maybe. Could it help to have a goaltender who could come up with those big saves? Sure. But it, that's not going to be the answer for this team. This team's problems are more than personnel. It's uh, it's how the personnel is working together. I mean, I, I don't think Tom Fitzgerald, would cut the cord with Lindy Ruff. I really don't. No. Yeah. But at I mean, this point, I would seriously fucking consider it because I just I don't think the guy's doing a good job. I just don't. I don't think he is doing a good job when it comes to line combinations. I think that is um, 
I feel like, you know, you don't have, you have one of the, the top power forwards in the league in Timo Meyer, and he is nowhere near where he should be. Yeah, and invisible. I'm not blaming Lindy Ruff on Timo Meyer's play, but I'm just saying that I feel like Timo Meyer's the kind of guy that I think kind of needs to be pumped up a lot. You know, sure. he, somebody's got to They got to right. engage whatever and, sports and psychologist they need. Or it's something. constantly like, yeah, he's not skating well. You know, he's not doing like constant bashing. And then we're going to move him to the third line. And we're going to move him to the fourth line, wherever he's going to play. And it's like, you know, put him in one spot in that top six and just leave it alone for a few games. Yeah. Let's get it together and see if he can start performing. Dawson Mercer, dude. At this point, what like, what are you doing, man? Like, this is a what pay. Happened? This is a pay year for like. This is a fucking contract year. Yeah. Like, he, you're, he looks you're like not... he lost so much from last yeah. year. He, he really does. Uh, you know, um, Eric Hall is doing what he does. You know, he's going to chip in with a couple of goals. But when your leading scorer the last two games is is uh, Michael McLeod, like, you have a problem. Yeah. You know, uh, it just seems like whatever upstairs right now in this team, like, and I mean in their heads, like between their ears, just something's not clicking. And when you go out, they can't win at fucking home. Like there's just, they can't win at home. Right. This is crazy. Um, how bad they are. I don't know home. if it's a pressure Six, thing. Six, seven, and two at home. Ten and five on the road. 500 at home. Right. And you have some tough games coming up. And in the Anaheim game, like, I get it. They didn't win in 12 or 13 games. You, you, you know, as soon as you see that stat, you're kind of like, ah, shit. You know, yeah, but, you they, know they, but that's what pisses me so much off about that. Like, yeah, you do see that. And you know that eventually a team is going to win. And they weren't terrible in the beginning of the year. The problem is they come over here, you know, they lose to the Rangers. They lose to the Flyers. Like, they get all these points and then they come and beat us. It's like, yeah. we just can't. It's and always they, like, you couldn't. One more game. So that was my biggest problem with, with the Anaheim game. I thought they actually came out first period playing very crisp, especially considering the situation they were in. I did too. thought they had a good first period, had a lot of hope, and then it unraveled. In the context the of a whole season, you can, again, say, yeah, it's going to happen back-to-back, which we really got to figure out, this back-to-back shit. Maybe play different on the second half of the back-to-back. Yeah, but like if- Other than hating it because we should have won because they lost so much, is like you can almost understand how that happens in hockey. And when yeah, I watch when I watch this team and too many times this year where we've seen them play well for maybe a, you know half a period whatever uh, portions of a game and then once things go bad the floodgates open everything fucking unravels and you go from one nothing to six nothing in a matter of like 10 minutes like we have seen that way too often I'm sorry that's Fucking in, in no better sample than the two rounds of the playoffs last year. Yeah. The games we lost were horrendous losses. Yeah. Yep. Most of them. Yeah. You know, and the ones we won. This know, much better. is coaching. This is, this is, you know, you have got to be the identity of the guy behind that bench. And I just think Lindy Ruff right now, maybe it's just falling on deaf ears. Maybe it, I don't know what it is, but I think this team needs a change and, I would I, mean, uh, I would be okay with it. With the Anaheim game, how much do you think the goaltending played a factor in the way that went? First of all, the fact that he was playing back-to-back again after how horrendously – It Schmidt didn't work out last time. I was right. kind of like, what the hell's going on here? I was shocked yeah. to see now, him. Apparently then, there was some you know extenuating circumstance, but still. Yeah, they oh. said Vitek, Vitek Vanacek wasn't feeling very good, so he didn't play. But you brought Dawson uh, – Nico Dawes up. I would have played him. Yeah. I would have fucking played him. Exactly. You're playing Anaheim. This was the best chance to see him yep. this year if you're ever going to do it. You got Vanacek out. 
Akira just played. I mean, I guess you don't really want him to play. I, I don't and understand you, the point of that. And if you lose the game 6-1 to Anaheim like we did, but it was Nico Dawes in net, well, right. you know what? He shouldn't have been in there. It's it part of the psyche of the you know, team. Yeah, yeah, and it doesn't fuck with Akira Schmidt's head. It doesn't. Well, it's just, now, uh, the book on Schmidt is he cannot give you back-to-back games. I mean, no, his, he it's cannot. Twice in a, and, you know, that's really upsetting because remember what we said. We got this good young guy. He's coming up. We could, This is good because, you know, Vanacek, he might need rest. He might not be the kind of guy who can play a lot, uh, a big load, uh, which is a problem in the playoffs, uh, to be honest with you. But um, now we got a similar kind of problem developing in this young goaltender. And if, if John Gibson, before he got explosive diarrhea and had to leave the game, right. if John Gibson was fucking coming into New Jersey for a tryout, yeah, he passed. He, he passed. He passed. Yeah. Let's let's get this guy. I want to go get yeah. John Gibson. He did I play mean, unbelievable because the devil should have been up by several goals. Dude, that, that's no doubt. glove save on Hala right in the slot oh, he whipped was it back just down a too. beautiful save. And I was just like, why is this guy not wearing a devil jersey? Come on. What are we doing? Um, I think we should go get John Gibson or we should, we need to get a goaltender. Like the, our goaltending tandem is not working. We need a true number one. How possible do you think the Gibson two. move is? Do you think of what you've been hearing? Do you think it's really going to happen? I just get this feeling that it ain't happening, brother. I don't know. No, I, I heard have no idea. I did hear this today that it's very likely that Hamilton's out through April, maybe even the playoffs if we make it. Wow. Which means over nine million dollars in cap space. So it, that's not the problem. If they right. want to do something, they can. Even if it means carrying three goaltenders, which they don't have to do. Um, so it sucks that Hamilton will be gone that long. But in his stead, um, not that he was our best defenseman. Do we have a new best defenseman right now? Yeah, it, mm-hmm. where's number seventeen? Yeah, and the guy played right, like a beast tonight. And the, yep. he played fantastic. And and let me tell you, the the. Three best defensemen that played last night are our three kids. I thought yep, Ball played ball, great. Ball uh, strong and, again. And yeah. Luke Hughes always plays great. Um, and, you know, just it, like I said, there's just something right now amiss uh, with this team. And we got some big guns coming in. You know, maybe with that Edmonton coming in, like, you know, that's the problem. I feel like last year when we played a team like Edmonton, like, yeah, we can run and gun with them. But now I feel like. If we don't get any kind of offense, we're going to lose seven to nothing, six to one. You know, we're yeah. going to get our doors blown off. And, and every like this whole game today, I was uncomfortable with every save V made. And I just yep. every time I got nervous. Yep. And I don't know about you, Chris, the, the second goal, the, the two on one goal. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm no goalie Smith. guy, but I, I just felt like I'm always looking for that one big save from our guys. You know, if we get it, maybe this game turns around. I felt like he probably should have played the shooter a little bit more over. He was a little bit tight to the guy that Siegenthaler had. Again, it's just one little play within the game. I'd, I'd love for if Dan would be able to dissect. I don't know if you saw that particular play. But, um, yeah, again, did, that, I'm they, not blaming him. I'm just saying in that instance, that one big that save. That was a tricky play because both forwards were kind of tight in on each other, you know. And, yeah. like, Siegenthaler Sieg was, was kind of in the middle. Them, he didn't commit yeah. to either one. I know. And, and I, uh, I get that. But that play to me doesn't happen if Brendan Smith doesn't fucking whiff it oh, in the neutral right. zone yeah. and yeah. sends to sends it back two on one. Like, know. Uh, you know. I thought, there's two things with the goaltending. They, they aren't to blame for every single goal. In fact, the goals themselves – most of the time are not horrendous goals. How many like softies have you seen going in the season? I'm going to tell you that I actually think they probably let less softies in than maybe goalies with much better stats. Well, the I the love, problem though gonna... is they're not coming up with the game changing 
saves when given the opportunity. They're just right. not doing that regularly enough for us to win. But if you look at tonight, all right, I'm not putting anything on Vitek Vanacek tonight. Like you, you allowed two fucking goals. Oh yeah, we should have won right. that game. You allowed That's two goals in regulation, kind of... and we couldn't score fucking three goals on right. Harrison, whoever this fucking guy is that's backing up uh, Carter Hart. We could not fucking score more than two goals. Like uh, that's the problem. Like we absolutely, we should have. Yeah, that's three, not our usual problem, but that's our problem tonight. We should have three lines, consistent lines that can produce offense every single shift, yeah. and and we should be able to get goals from all three of those lines. And that McLeod line should be that banger line that comes in, shuts yeah. down their best offensive line. Michael McLeod's out there for every major faceoff. Like, that's how the team should be No looking. doubt. We were saying um, this back when a lot of people were injured and that we needed this these people back so that we could have that. Yeah. And what's the reason now? I mean, it's not injury. It's, no. it's not, you know, we don't have a lot of guys rotating in and out, big pieces not playing. You know, other than Thomas Nosek being out. Now, Nosek's no, out. I don't know. If we, he changes we, we the team, We haven't we had, had this guy. Yeah, right. we, we, this guy's not the reason we're winning or losing. Um, no, I'm sure he'd be a nice be. fit. I'm sure he'd give us a couple timely goals and everything. But look, Thomas Nosek is not the reason we're in the position we are. Dougie Hamilton being out, if if Shimon Nemich di- isn't the player he is, then maybe we can say that's a big problem. But right. I don't think we missed, missed a beat. whole lot. No, I mean, no. maybe we lost a couple of power play goals um, from from Hamilton with that extra rocket, overtime but, threat. Sure, but mm-hmm. you know yep. you can't complain with what this eighteen year old rookie's been doing out there. That is He's not been the playing fantastic. Um, so th- we, there's so much good, and it's like I do feel like we need the two pieces. I think to solidify us, I think we need that solid stay at home defenseman. Chris Tanev is the guy. I want to get Chris Tanev. I think that yeah, he, you were talking about him last time, right? And I uh, yeah, and I also think with the way he plays and how physical he is, that a lot of these other guys like Kevin, like look, Kevin Ball should be a lot more physical than he is. But who does he have on this team to kind of say, Kevin, follow me, do what, you know what? I he, do, he kind of and you'll me be of... the player you need to be. He's got nothing but running gun offensive guys. And when I see him, I, we don't I need Kevin of, Ball to be that. I think of Colin White, and I think because. They are different. They're different, and they're always going to be different defensemen. But Colin White, if he didn't come into a culture led by Scott Stevens and Ken Danico, would he have been that Colin White? So when you say that about Kevin Ball, I imagine an alternate universe where he comes in and and is really uh, absorbing that kind of character. White slowly picked up that role. He did. He he came in as a third pairing, won a cup right away, but he got to be mentored by those guys and kind of evolved into that stand-up defenseman we needed. Yeah. I mean, if we could get somebody like that as an experienced, uh, I bet it would benefit somebody like Ball and, and, Absolutely. And, you know, this year and the years beyond. Yeah, Ke- Kevin Ball, I, I, I look at it and I see like so much of his game is untapped. And I think mm-hmm. that we need somebody like Chris Tanev in there. And I think we need we need a goaltender. Like we're not going far with these two guys. Like a guy like John Gibson, if, if it is him, where you can give him the lion's share of starts, VTech can get his, you know, secondary starts where he seems to really kind of flourish in that role um, where it's not all on his lap and Schmid, you can bring down the Utica, let him, you know, hone his game a little bit more. Again, he's only 23 years old. He has a huge upside. Let's get him down there, get him a little bit more work. And, and uh, that's what I think this team needs. And then maybe the move is going to happen. Do you think it would happen sooner or later? I know. I know because I'm worried if it gets real late, do you even bother? At this rate we're going, you'll be like a bubble. Maybe we make a playoff push. 
you know, you go all in and you get the goaltender and you, you did a rental in a season, you didn't even make the playoffs. That sucks. We could be if, there. If there's moves to be made, I honestly think they have to be made no later than like the second week of January. And because nothing's going to get done this week. All right. Christmas is Sunday sure, or Monday, sure. whatever. Nobody's going to pull their say, hey, buddy, you're traded. Uh, you know, you got to come from Calgary to New Jersey. Merry Christmas. That's not going to happen. But, you know, I think if it does, if it if you're serious, like, look, we're not gaining any ground right now. Things aren't you know, we're not we have to change this and we have to like, OK, it was great. We went on this road trip and we took all these points from West teams. How much better are those if we took all those points from Metropolitan teams? Like, that's what we need to start doing. Shitty. You know, oh, yeah. there are yeah. 52 games left and the Devils have to win the good share of those to make the playoffs. And this team right now, yeah, they're going to crack off three, four in a row and then they're going to drop two or three. Um, you know, and, and that's just that team. Like, no, we need a run. We need to really find they out look what like kind a of team are they. Team. They're going to be are a the bubble Devils? team on the playoffs. That's what they look like right now. Yeah. They're headed I mean, for being that bubble position. Yeah. yeah. I'm starting to wonder. We, we spend a lot of time, of course. Everything hits harder because it feels like it's been the beginning of the year with a small sample size that never ended. It feels like it just keeps being that kind of beginning of the year where things aren't going. Now, we're 16 and 12. I'm sure at some point last year, in the middle of the year, after our 13-game run, we went 16 and 12. The thing was we had that 13-win run cushion that yeah. kind of just kept us up there. So it's me optimistically saying at some point we turn this around more quickly than we've been, and this becomes somewhat of a distant memory. That's the optimistic mm. fan yes. in me. The problem I'm seeing here is that, again, never – having to analyze so deep before, right? Right. Is when you really look at like the underlying performances of certain people, the way the team is or isn't gelling together, the the lack of one giant save, the coaching, there's just so many little parts mm-hmm. and it's just getting so frustrating that if if we taken the run that we ended on Friday and if if we did win these next two games or maybe we drop Anaheim but we come back and win this, maybe Jack's that is called a penalty in overtime and we win this and the three of us are even talking different right now, you know, one mm-hmm. loss out of the out of the four wins, but we didn't. Right. And it's so many times this year where we didn't and every game we don't play. I watch these standings and I watch, like we've said, all these three point games and I'm like, this is going to make it so very hard. And now we're the culprit of that. Yeah. We also made it a three point game tonight and not even in our favor. And it, get, it does get late quick. Now, we do have plenty of time. I'm looking at the standings right now. Realistically, a good week and a couple of teams that come back down to earth. Washington, I still think, is catchable. You know, a couple moves here and there. The Islanders, I think, are catchable. But it just feels like we never are getting the momentum to really start that push. Because it's and, two wins, three wins, yeah. and then two losses. So, And even some of these wins aren't looking like you know, world beater wins, you know, that's the thing too. Like they got to just, you know, do I think this team's capable of like, you know, an eight or 10 game win streak? I don't right now. I really don't. I just don't feel like they have the pieces. They don't have the goaltending. Um, I think our offense, yeah, we can score whenever we want, but we give up stupid fucking. You you nailed it last show. It was you who said they beat the best team in the East which is that should be a springboard, right? And then they came back and did what they should have done on the worst team in the East. Yeah. They whooped their ass. Yep. That should have been the moment. 
Yeah. All right, guys, we got this. We beat Boston and we beat the team we're supposed to beat. Let's go. And then Anaheim, although they came out sharp in the first, felt like maybe they got deflated by Gibson stopping them. And uh, but that's and here the we thing go again. too. Like, you, okay, you're playing a really good goalie who's on. All right, he's stopping everything. You're gonna just give up? Like that's how I feel. Like this. Well, they team didn't do that as goes... much last year. They no. last year. I really remember them facing goaltenders putting on great performances and just wearing the other team down. Yep. And oh, he put and a clinic on that. first period. Maybe he kept us to one goal. But no matter who was in that, no matter how good night they were having, when this team's on, they can score on you. But then they make the goalie change, and everybody in the building, everybody watching hockey knows you got to come out, you got to pepper this guy with shots. Anaheim knows you're going to do it. The thing is, they won that battle. They said the Devils are going to come out and try to, you know, throw everything at them, and they stopped us from doing that. But it's yeah. almost inexcusable in the first five minutes. What are you doing? It didn't seem like they had any urgency at that point. I would have been so elated to be like, oh, Gibson's out. Let's go. Exactly. Now, I saw something. I don't know if you guys noticed this during the Anaheim game. It was during one of the first period scrums, right? And um, it was after Jack had taken that cross-check penalty, whatever. I forget who it was for Anaheim, but he was standing in front of the devil devil bench, right? And he's just fucking jawing at these guys. And he's screaming. And all of our dudes just were sitting there. Staring yeah. at nobody opened their fucking mouth. No fire. Nobody, yeah. nobody got up and said, "Yeah, go fuck yourself." Yeah, wait until I come out. I mean, whatever, whatever you say, but, you fucking you sat there and took it, and then you went on the ice and you allowed them to beat the shit out of you on the ice too. Uh, you know, it was it was just not a, a, a it was a very deflating game, and maybe I don't know. I just like every time I watch this team. I feel like they can't play worse. Yeah, it was like a they gut check time, and then they, they checked yeah. out their gut, and they, they found they had out. no guts. Yeah, and uh, you know, when Jack is being like, when you, you get under Jack's skin like that, I yeah, yeah the the whole team it's just not a good look apart. for him. He's got to work no. on that because, like, dude, you are not the player to you know benefit from that. I'm out of control, angry thing. It mm-hmm. it is not him. It's not effectual with the officials it you're not firing up your team i i think they just look confused yeah and i think if anything you're giving the other team an answer to solving you like ah there he is yep all right that's, yep. that's what we do to jack 100 percent right so cut that shit out right now i mean he needs you talk about coaching he needs somebody telling him look dude you we know you're a competitor but you got to watch what you show in games and pick and choose your moments and you know, we're going off to the box screaming is not going to be a good Jack Hughes look. You know, uh, even, I loved it when he got a little fired up last year and was throwing bodies around. And I get like, yes, this is great. You want to throw a little extra edge in your game, Jack? Do it. But uh, that kind of performance, I don't think suits him. I don't think it helps the team. It's it's not good. I would, and I love Jack Hughes. I would never want to change anything about his game. I love the fact that he's trying to control the game. He's trying to win the game for the Devils. But sometimes, like tonight. When he's really kind of overstepping, he loses the puck a lot. Yeah, he does, yep. and I get it. That's the way he plays. Like you're going to get that this with Jack. Fast I'll take lose. it a million yeah. times. Exactly. But um, that is something he will probably mature into a little bit more as he gets older because there were yeah, some I, bad turnovers the last week. Yeah, tonight too. I mean, well, I mean the game winner. I mean, game he winner. just coughed it right up and like, all right. If it's anybody else, we're bitching and moaning a lot more than we're, right. we're doing it because it's Jack. Because right? it gives you so much more. Yeah, so exactly. You know, you, you take the bad because they're, the good just far outweighs it. But, like, uh, you know, I just felt like 
I just, I feel like, you know what, Dan, I think what you said, when you really stop and think about this team, like you said, about playing for one another, it does kind of seem a little bit like every man for themselves kind of thing out there. Little like bit. I, I'm not yeah. saying they dislike each other. It's no, just no, that no. they're they're individual pieces, and they yes. don't they don't like, really so, read each other body language. Nothing. So why is is it because there's not a system to actually build around where everybody has their job and all the pieces are are you know all there for the larger whole? It, it sounds about, right to an extent, but I feel like it goes even beyond that. But somehow, but I can't put my finger on it. So I think you're onto something. Yeah, I mean, it goes back to to me. I, I'm I'm thinking that it's time that I think Tom Fitzgerald really maybe does something to change this team because this is our oh, roster, guys. Like, this is the core of our roster for a, a significant amount of years. So, right. you know, it, it may be a very unpopular type of trade too that needs to happen. Like, it, mm-hmm. it, it maybe one of those you know diehard hockey trades where most average fans just wouldn't understand it. Maybe it would even seem like we're losing that trade. You know what I mean? But there's just too many pieces here that aren't working together. You know, Timu, I don't know what's going on. Maybe he's hurt, like they said. And if he's hurt, then just sit him and yeah, call Graham Clark and let him go with those top six and, you know, see how that works out for a couple of days. I like that like, move. Why play him uh, if he's hurt? He's not giving us anything. There's absolutely no benefit. No, um, no. Being on the other hand, if, if it's consistency, production. like Chris is saying, you know, oh, listen, put him on the line. I'm all see what for happens. that too. Maybe doing a little bit of both. Maybe do rest him for a few games. Take a look at Grab Clark, and then when you get Meyer back in, and you got the you know health, reasonable health expectation, he can be there for leave him for a while. Yeah, and let's if see if that's a recipe for success. If he is injured, if he is not injured, then I th- you ha- you can't take him out of the lineup. You know, you have to keep him in there, and but. Find a spot for him where I liked him with, uh, you know, at the beginning of the year, I thought that Timo Toffoli Hughes line was a great line. Now I know it's tough to break up Brat and, and Jack because, you know, peanut butter and jelly. But uh, yeah, I mean, they play so well together. But uh, I mean, I, I think, think it's easier to break them. I mean, they might like to play together. I think it's right. easier to break those two up because they both attack the zone the same way. And so you don't necessarily need both of them at the same and, time. When you separate them, it also does – it adds that now we got two guys that can skate like the Dickens out there and, and do some on different lines, and it makes everybody better. And they'll play together on the power play. power play, play and overtime. And, you know, but uh, it's just it's, – there's something wrong with this team right now. I don't I – mean, I can't put my finger on it, but I would definitely start with a trade for a defenseman, and I would start with a trade for a goalie. And that's what I would start with. And if things don't turn – uh, you know, maybe by the trade deadline, if you're still looking up at a playoff uh, spot, about, and you, and, then maybe you make a coaching change. What about uh, before, short of a coaching change, is, you know, like you were saying earlier that, you know, Fitzgerald's kind of married himself to Lindy, at least for now. I mean, he just did a giant contract. Kind of hard to see him letting him go at this point, but he's, maybe he is thinking about it a little bit. Also, he might be thinking to go and let you, what do you need? What's different? I mean, right. are, are we missing... You know, um, I hope they have had that talk. uh, Maybe at the assistant coaching position, maybe we can bring somebody in there that'll work better with Lindy and kind of replicate a little bit more of what we got last year in that role. You know, if you're if you're practically speaking, probably stuck with Lindy through the year for good or bad, um, then maybe that's a move that is like a little easier to make and just go for the assistant coaching shakeup. 
you know, and if you're doing that, if you're Fitzgerald pushing him towards that, I mean, I think it becomes very clear to Lindy at that point, you know, like, I, okay, I don't know this team that we got here is not really to, so I'm giving you another shot at it. Maybe it's, yeah. you know, he might be thinking, like, it's got to work now, you know, especially if he gets Maybe. what he wants, you know, if he puts somebody on there he doesn't want and he doesn't want to make any change, well, then that's a reason for him to say, well, you, you put your hands in the soup, boss, and that's why it's, it's no good, but yeah. I don't know. I feel like uh, if we're going to keep Lindy, maybe that's a reasonable thing to ask. Like, hey, different uh, assistant coach team or goalie coach or something. Uh, something you know, maybe, yeah. you know, a new voice team. in there. Right, because we're talking about these guys not gelling, uh, systems not working, and not getting the most from these individual guys playing as a team. Maybe that will help Lindy if, you know, if we have different I mean, voices in there. I don't know. Okay, Bob. Did our um... – Assistant coach running the penalty kill change too. I thought that one stayed. The same. Yeah, because that was Burnett. Right. Oh, oh the Burnett. penalty kill. The penalty no, kill. The penalty kill was who's that guy? He's a our our defensive good Gills Gill, Gillies or something. Yeah. I don't know. I got to look up the coaches. I couldn't remember because we have like thirty of them. Um, I mean that that right. night and day flip there makes point. no sense unless it was somebody else's voice and system. I don't I don't understand how you go from like top five to bottom five mm-hmm. in one year. I know it happens. You're not going to think we talked about earlier in the year. Like I'll take anything close to that, you know, top four or five, give me top 10. Um, but this just seems so dramatically bad. Um, if that is flipped in all honesty, maybe that translates to two, three more wins. And, but how much of that being in 25th place or whatever we're in is also goaltending, you know, how much it's, it's just, there's an, there's an energy we had last year that we don't have this year in every game. You just felt something special. Now it was a very special season, very hard to duplicate in terms of points and wins and all that. We know how lucky we got in some of those games with last second goals and all that. Yeah. But still infectiously, there was something going on that you thought would have carried over this year with the addition of some better players. And it's went completely the opposite way. And I think the longer this kind of festers, the worse it's going to get. Yeah, the I keep negative thinking they're ready to turn it on, but then they multiplying negative energies not yeah. going away. Well, I don't know what the Devils odds are right now to win the Stanley Cup. I, uh, I think they were like uh, twelve to one before the season started, but that was according to DraftKings Sportsbook, where you can just download the app now. Use code THPN. New customers can get one hundred fifty bucks instantly in bonus bets for betting just five dollars on hockey. That's code THPN only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. The crown is yours. I'm just going to go fast here. Bonus bets expire one hundred sixty eight hours after issuance. Gambling problem? Call one eight hundred Gambler or visit www.1800gambler.net in New York. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text open Y In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Booth Hill Casino and Resort. 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. cdkng.com slash hockey for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. NHL and the NHL Shield are registered trademarks of the National Hockey League. Copyright NHL. All rights reserved. That's it. Okay. Um, New record. So I, I do think, though, that there's definitely something missing on this team that has to change. And maybe, maybe a big trade will be it. Maybe the big trade would be enough to kind of, you know, oh, shit, you mean Dawson Mercer's not on this team anymore? Maybe we really need to fucking wake up here and start, you know, I don't know. 
but Dude, I, I know that it, sometimes happens. I just does. kind of doubt that that kind of move would do that this year. I don't know why. I can't explain it. What that it would I, galvanize a team at all, or yeah, I just yeah. I feel like that 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 move alone ain't going to do it. But I, maybe you're right. right. It would be. Nice I feel to, like I got to be honest with you. Like if I was just speculating here, I think that's the only way. It would go like I see him getting traded, not because he's not a great player. I'm not worried about Dawson Mercer. I'm really not like long term, but they have certain players we know we're not going to trade. Hughes, Heisher, Brat, for example, and people aren't going to take Timo and his contract anyway. So you look at like where would an impact be where you can trade a kind of blue chip prospect in a way and get something back that resembles a decent trade. I just, I feel like it's Mercer, which is weird because last year we would have all agreed. Like we yeah, never so wanted to see him. I still want to keep him. Was, but then look, you get to Foley in here and you're like, hmm, what can we do with him for the next three, four years? It would be, I think guys on the team right now, I think the three guys that could possibly be, um, I'm talking regular starters that could possibly be gone would be Vitek Vanacek, uh, Alex Holtz and Dawson Mercer. Um, you know, maybe you package something where you ship Brendan Smith off or something, but I'm saying guys that play every single game, um, you know, other than VTech, of course, but those are the guys that I think would be, but I do think that, um, Alex Holtz has shown enough this year that he belongs on this team. Dawson Mercer has proven that he can play at this level and he can be at 25, 30, 35 goal scorer, most likely on a consistent basis. I mean, he's having an off year. So that's your chip, though. That's what you need. We can't keep everybody and we have to bring new people in. I, I mean, I just I'm fine with them. I'm fine with Tom Fitzgerald right now. Just do whatever you have to do. But those changes have to get made. We the need a stay at home defenseman and a goalie. This this is the time where we shouldn't be saying you can't keep everybody because we can, because Mercer's still on a very friendly contract. Holt is on a very friendly contract. We have these players that aren't I'm going saying to, that to next... get other players. No, That's I know, but saying. like yeah. we were supposed to just be stepping up in the right yeah. direction so that this we could say, yeah, to be we our paid team. our superstars and we've got Mercer making minimum and all that kind of stuff. And well, unfortunately, you... might have to move somebody. I mean, when you looked at this roster, especially preseason, I mean, you were thinking, are we even going to make a move at trade deadline? Like this team exactly. looks solid, you know, they're loaded and they look great. And, you know, I think losing, um, I mean, look, uh, say what we want about Severson and Grave. Those two losses hurt us a lot, especially in the beginning of the year. I think we are Graves now. hurts me very much. <laughs> yes, I know he does. I don't know if we um, can expect a big move though. I really don't because I, I it's really hard to see what Fitzgerald's going to do because he, he, Always seems to make some really great moves, but I just wonder if he's going to fall back on like, look, dude, we were ahead of schedule and I am not selling our future out because we are going to go all in this year. Uh, you know, I get that and I, I would totally accept it. Now, at some point, he may make statements t- explaining that in a different way later on in the season. If he's not going to make a big move, I would expect people are going to ask him, like, are you going to make a move or not yeah. at some point as we get closer and closer? And if the answer is no, I I think there's a logic in where I would totally accept that. Like, look, we, we have problems to work on. Definitely. We're problems. We didn't anticipate. Sure. Uh, but we were ahead of schedule and we don't want to sell out the future, like IE next year uh, and put ourselves in a bad spot to land right. somebody, uh, you know, give away our Mercers and our young guys with great contracts now to maybe like land at Gibson when it's almost too late to use him. All you right. know what I mean? Well, let me That's ask what you I'm worried question. about. I, I and mean, that makes sense. How would you feel if 
they go out and get John Gibson on a move kind of like the Timo Meyer move where nobody from our active roster got moved other than Zetterlin, who was in and out of the lineup, but the rest right. of them so pick some were prospects. There, yeah. there were some young guys, some prospects and we right. shipped them all out. So what if we did something in Utica? We know we have the talent pool. We know we have the prospects there. So, okay, here's three guys, whatever, you know, uh, and, and, or two guys and here's VTech Vanacek. So at least you got a goalie and let's say VTech two dudes for John Gibson. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now Gibson's in, or, or, you know, whatever. But let's just say Gibson's here and nobody from our main roster gets moved. Not even VTech. I'll take VTech out. To, and I now, what if that, for yeah. a guy like Chris Tanev, all right, it's uh, Brendan Smith and another guy, um, you know, uh, another young guy, another kid defenseman or whatever that you ship out to Calgary. Are you oh, going to okay. say no but, to both of those? Yeah, like no, if it's nobody now, sure. No, no, no. If it's nobody that's on this team on a nightly basis, okay? If it's not Mercer, no, I think it's I not get Holtz, that. Uh, do you do the move then? I mean, like, let's say we hadn't seen Nemesis to this point and they were talking about getting, you know, him, working him into the deal. No, you know, like no. that's the future. But if we're going to sell off, you know, pieces that are not even clearly our future uh, on this team, right. uh, you know, definitely. Yeah, I get, I get that. That's I think more we would need brainer. to go deeper, though, Chris. I think in that situation, yeah, we're that's... now looking at a logjam of defensemen. If you get him, if your goal is to get him because you want him to fill a particular role, now we've got a real problem because I don't see any reason to ever send Nebic down. Hamilton is going to come back, and he is a great – you want him on your team, no doubt right. about it. So you got to get rid of something more steady in your lineup, like a Siegenthaler. Siegenthaler, yeah. And okay. I love Siegenthaler, but that's the type of contract that's He's movable. The, definitely. And you because you, you can't have eight defensemen. Right? I forgot right. about him. Right. Uh, I'd be fine with Siegenthaler going. Yeah, for, no, I You send so. him to Calgary for Tanev, and yeah, I'm, okay. I'll sign yeah, the paper it just, right it just, now. It does just enough where it kind of flips a little yep. bit of the way they play. We've got our offensive that guys. Kind of deal. Maybe maybe we can. Fitzgerald works magic, but I didn't think he was going to get Timo Meyer the way he did. So exactly, you know, I, I've been thinking a little negative this whole time, and he somehow finds a way to make it happen without Look. crippling the team. But if he had to cripple it, I don't think he would. I don't Look think he's going to sell out the future. No, and it's obvious he won't. Big move and try to save the season. You know, and it it's obvious he won't because even last year with the San Jose trade, what was the biggest? If you guys remember, the biggest sticking point on that trade and why it wasn't done sooner was because yeah, San Jose immersive. want no Nemich. San no, Jose wanted Nemich. Mercer was, was a talking big part Mercer. of it too. Yeah. Yes, but it was You're right. A big was stick, a big and it was it was Nemich. And no, you, we'll give you Mahakabakabuku, whatever the hell his name yeah. is, and uh, you know Zetterlin, and uh, you know whoever else that we shipped off there. But it was you are not getting our second pick. You know our second overall pick, and thank goodness he didn't do it because right. he has like the type of style and, and maybe look, maybe it's just that Bobby, maybe you are right. Maybe we are, or Daniel, you said it. Like it, it, Yeah. We went on this crazy run last year, but is this really where this team is? Yes. This team is very good. And yes, they're probably going to compete for a Stanley cup down the road, but is it really this year or do, is it going to be another couple of years until this team kind of gels and guys get more mature? Like we still have three basic rookies on defense. I mean, Kevin Ball is only started last year and started consistency is the hallmark of veterans. You know, consistency is really something that usually develops more and more. And with a young team, you know, you're not surprised when you're a little inconsistent. This is just a level of inconsistency we didn't have to deal with last year when that was technically a younger team. So that's why it's so kind of befuddling, disappointing for fans. But 
you know, as, you know, overperforming one year and coming back down to earth a little too hard like this year, that's also something you get with a young team. I just think that uh, if they're – I do think that they have a lot of the pieces in place already to to compete. I know that this team can hang with basically any team in the NHL. Problem is they can get badly beaten by any team in the NHL too. But this is why I think that, you know, a couple of moves – I think have to be made and maybe Fitz will do it. Maybe he won't, maybe he'll do one, maybe he'll do none. I don't know. He hasn't said shit that I've heard. I don't know if he's even doing it in any interviews or anything. In the summertime, he was everywhere talking about how excited he was about this team and, you know, the future of the devils. And now we haven't heard much in the last three months or so. No. And I know he's paying attention. He's just been quiet. And the season far from lost. Realistically, oh. right? I know we're bitching today. It, is, it was kind of a rough couple of days, but definitely as far from lost. Um, it just takes a couple of things to turn this thing around, and it could be very, very exciting. I think we definitely got a little ahead of ourselves this offseason, too, because it was one thing to see what the team did last year. That's fine. We all knew it was very unrealistic to maybe get a 13-game winning streak, but I myself had on record of saying we can get more points. I said we can also be a better team and get less points, right? We're neither of those things right now (laughs) but you know um there is time what would you do bobby you have you know one move to make as tom fitzgerald as the gm what what do you do what's your move son of a bitch if it's me i go and get a goal i go get john gibson if that can be done i agree if 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 it can can get done done, that's what i do correctly i I think that's you only got one move yeah i guess i do feel that majority of the players in the room are all this team or any team should need. I think the team defense is coming around. I think we have yep. great defense in our prospect. Like I said, Nemec might be our best defenseman already. And that is just so extremely encouraging. So, yeah, I would say as far as making a change that I think would impact the team, if we got anybody else in goal, just to kind of show the team, Hey, look, you know, yeah. Great guys, but under 900% save percentage on both of them is not acceptable. And, it, you know, it, it also, throughout the course of a season, throughout the course of 30 games, if you don't think that the bad goalie play that we've seen throughout this season affects these fucking guys, you're wrong. They're That's so nervous now we can't make a fucking mistake. If we make a mm-hmm. mistake, it's in the back of the net. You know, a lot of times... When you have that Marty Brodeur back there, all right, you don't even mention the mistakes because he cleans them up. Like you are playing now. You're holding your stick so tight. You're playing so conscious of, fuck, I can't do this. I can't do that. Only because you don't trust the guy between the pipes. And that affects everything from the goalie out. And that's what I think our biggest problem is because you just said it. Team defense going back from that. Uh, Seattle game, okay? Maybe the team defense lagged a little in that that run-and-gun Vancouver game, which was a ton of fun, and you love watching those once in a while. But then they played great team defense against Seattle, against uh, Calgary, even, you know, um, in Boston. And it's like, okay. I don't know why it's making them play flat at times, but you're right. The the concerted effort on defense is noticed. That's one thing you got to say has been better. But at the same time, now we've seen the goals go away. It's like, guys, you can walk and you know, chew gum at the same time. Right. This team needs to figure that out, how to be defensively responsible and come up with the clutch goals because they got the personnel for it. It's like you, you got to be able to do both guys. 
do we come back on Thursday night against the Oilers? I mean, is this a game we come out and we look like the fucking Devils, which, you know, when we play our game, we look so good. You know, look at a few big wins that we had this year. And granted, it was only maybe a handful of them. But when they put it on, they put that full 60 minutes in, they, you know, they're, they look like one of the best teams in the in the league. So what do you think? Edmonton, is this, like, is this loss against Philly deflating enough to where they're just fucking just going to want to get to the Christmas break and forget about this shit? Or are they coming back and, you know, Jack saying, I, I just gave up a fucking game winner. I cost our team a game. Uh, uh, I'm going out there against Connor McDavid and show that I can hang with the big boys. What do you guys think? I think it's possible that it could go that way and, you know, turn it. I mean, they want they want to beat the Oilers, too. They didn't do very well against them. Um, and, you know, they got to stop a two-game slide and turn it into three. So if, if this isn't the one to dig down deep and come up with that win and you got all the motivating factors you just talked about, well, then, you know what? I think you're totally right in sounding alarm bells like this team's going nowhere at that point because – a, mathematically, we're getting to the point where you've got to come up with these or we're just not even seriously a playoff contender. And B, uh, you can't consider a more dangerous situation to be in, more fear to play with in terms of like, you know, urgency and translating that to a hard work effort and really skating their asses off, you know, just the, the skating as hard as they can, especially on four checks and things. I can't say that's been a 60-minute thing for them. You know, as part of – I think they've been – better positionally defensively and that shows on the scoreboard but so does like a lack of a huge offensive press of really getting those legs going using their speed to create uh you know that unrelentless you know that relentless offense that no matter how good the goalie is they're gonna get get him past them we have not seen that if they don't turn it on now i don't i I think you're really not looking at a playoff team yeah um i i do think they're gonna be ready for the game and I do think that they can potentially win the game. And I think that they better really, really want to dig down and win this game because between the Oiler game on Thursday and the Red Wings on Saturday, it's very logical to say they might lose one of those games. If they lose the Oiler game first, and now they're on a three-game skid facing the Red Wings and all the dread and then a break before – like. This could look really bad. They should have the fear of God in them for this game. This is as close to a must-win game this year as they've really had. They have to win this game. If they go in Thursday night and they make Stuart Skinner, and I'm going to just assume he's going to be the goalie, and they make Stuart Skinner, who, okay, he's played a little bit better in his last week or two, but if they make him look like Igor Sisirkin, I'm going to fucking seriously, I'll go fire Lindy Ruff. I don't know if they'll listen to me, but I'll tell him, yeah. you're fired. But, <laughs> yeah, seriously, like, you have to go in there. I mean, I expected a, a run and gun, you know, 6-5 game the last time we played, and I got the 6 part of it, not the 5. But, right. um... I kind of expect the same on this one. I think this could be a running gun. I'd love to see them be able to shut Edmonton down and score four and not let any in or let one in. I would love to see that. Um, As far as tonight goes, you think because of just how it ended, with it being Jack that coughed the puck up for the GW, do you think that 
that whole is just that whole locker room should be like we got to flush that one. We're not even going to talk about it. Burn the tape. Let's just move on because you could take some good about this game. Defensively, they played very good. Um, but this is a type of game they even talked about it in uh, during the game. Uh, Spalding and Danico, like that's the kind of game the Flyers want to play. They just want you. They want to hang with you, and then they want to capitalize on your mistakes. It's a right. dangerous type of, of team to play when they do that because. They're not the one. They're not making mistakes. If you watch this game, Flyers. The only real mistake I saw the Flyers make was when Lazar had the breakaway, and um, and the kid made the good save on it. Um, that was really the only mistake that they made. They don't make mistakes. I think Edmonton's going to make mistakes. I think we're going to be able to capitalize on Edmonton. They're a lot like us. They're yeah. you know I'm sure there's a lot of people, even on the hockey podcast network, doing Edmonton Oilers shows, going saying the exact same shit. That we're saying right. now, except they already fired their coach, so they can't do that again. Um, I did say on Saturday's show, uh, I thought DJ Smith was going to be the next one to get fired in Ottawa, and they canned his ass. Wow. So, mm. he, yeah, he got fired, I think, yesterday. So, um, But, yeah, I, I think that, you know, they got to beat, the, like you said, Bobby, you can't lose these next two. You can't, I don't even know if you can drop one of them. You go, you go to four game losing streak, and then the Christmas break. Like maybe that's okay. It'll be good for them to get away, but I mean that is that's going to be painful. Like as a fan to sit and wait to get Columbus again, and then yeah. it's another one of those trap games. You know, just hypothetically exactly. saying, now you're down five games in a row before you go to Ottawa and Boston again. Like I don't even want to think that way. So they really need to pull these two out, or at least you know three out of four points. They need something to feel good about because. I am as optimistic as any fan normally. And I follow our social media and I see again how many people are we're this close and we're that. I've been that guy on both of those guys. This is not the foundation of a playoff team. No. I don't care how much of a fan you are. I don't care how close we are. I don't care if we're sitting in a wild card spot right now. If your goal is to get to the playoffs and get kicked out, all right, maybe yep. we'll have a good year then. That's not my goal. <laughs> I want to see want a championship it. team. If you want to be the Minnesota Wild, that's fine because that's exactly right. what this team is being set up to be. That middling team, third in the division, maybe they get that first wild card, they get in, and then they yeah, just lose in them, five or six. What, what a shame um, it would be to stay this team because this is a much better team on paper we won't. than Minnesota. Long term, we will not. Maybe this year is not the year we thought it was going to be. Maybe it still can be. I think it can be. Well, But yeah, right now we are a middling team. If we were 53 games in with 30 games left and this is where we were, I'd be very worried. But we're not. We're, we're not. We do have, you know, over 50 games left. So that's a lot of hockey to play. There's a lot of changes that could be made. And like you said, if you go on, you know, they get hot for one month and they, you know, yeah. go on a, you know, you know, I just say, uh, you know, eight and two, eight and three over the course of a month, they can gain a lot of ground. But it's just that the errors and the the bad play is just so much, so predominant in these games lately. Like, you know, that's the yeah. thing that's so fucking frustrating. So I, I do think, though, a goaltender is going to – you're going to have to do something. I just really you know? want one of our guys to, like, pitch a shutout and just – feel good about themselves you know just call for it every week that never happened i know yes, i know dan, I, I wanted to call it I, i've uh, lost so many points right. on that bet dan will you attempt something for me yeah, okay I, we're, we're gonna play to my resume a little, in a little a little reverse psychology with the devils next okay. saturday do not pick 
that they're going to get a shutout. I can't stop now. You It'll have to t- do one yeah, week. No, you want to use my jinx powers to yes. help the team win. And that's very admirable. But look, Not just to win, but to get a shutout. Think about where that leaves me. Well, just because we would Come make on, fun man. of you. Because I can you never, do, I can never, but it's not like you're. I'm, not getting I'm, this, I'm asking. You're getting the wrong lane. Of, you've been driving to work, and you get in the wrong lane. Yes. And then you know now that other lanes go. We're going to switch back. You know what happens? It happens to me all the, the time. The other lane happens to me at the supermarket. Out, no matter what happens, it, it happens to me at Target. Lane. It doesn't matter. If yeah. there's two long lanes, I'm, I'm getting in line. the wrong one. It's just the way it works. This line's fine. I'm going to stay in this line. And when if I move. Oh, that's the worst. The worst is like I'll switch over. Three more people will get behind yep. me, and then the woman will put a closed sign up, and I'm like, "Oh, fuck yourself!" No. Really? Exactly. Yeah, I'm always. I'm in not that. doing I'm that. Always to that guy. I'm stay in this line. Stay all right. Well, then you're never going to get a shutout, and it's all your fault. So yeah, all your hate way, mail can go that. to unclepuckers at gmail dot com. Just subject right. Dan hate mail, and we'll make that's sure right. he gets it. Dan's and jinx, read it online. Uh, jinx shutout bet that has stopped him from. It's really all Dan's fault up. that they have not they're not first place in the division right now. <laughs> Damn it. Hey, did so you guys hear outs. about Dawes when he got his call up? No. He was two hours into a four and a half hour drive to Pennsylvania to pick up a puppy. Nice. He got the call two hours Fuck into the puppy. drive. Sorry, puppy. Turn left and went. What happened to the puppy? He didn't pick up the puppy yet. Oh. <laughs> what <laughs> kind of puppy was it? I don't know that. I did not it's, know that. He did pick it up. It was in a box and now it's dead. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> we are all right. puckers. Yeah. I I mean, all right. So you guys, are we going to pull this thing out to, uh, Thursday night? Or is this going to be more woe to our tree of woe? Pulling it out. It's going to be a little, a little offensive, but we'll still have a couple of goals. He's got four kids, so that's not happening. No, but you know, they better, or it it is seriously, you know, it's it's not good. It's not good. This is definitely the most important game they've had so far this year, and we've said that a couple times. But I think this is definitely it. Yeah, five to two, five two devil win. Yep, let's go. I don't know, man. I'm not even going to predict anything. I, I, I want to see a fun game, but I really want us to win. Um, like, Well, actually, these are the type of games that I want to watch and have like that up and down, you know, fast-paced goals every couple minutes. You know, uh, Hughes versus McDavid and Bratt and Drysaddle and Escher and Hyman. Like, that's the game I want to watch. But in, in real life, I just want a nice, boring 3-1 win and go home. <laughs> that's it. That's win. all I want. Mm-hmm. Just, uh, you know, play simple, play tight. But, you know, it's funny, though, how that works, right? Like, you finally got your defense together and the offense has, you know, gone away. Yeah. I, know. I don't they know, need, man. You need to get it together. All right. You're going to make a prediction on the game, Dan? 3 nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I only have a couple more. To, you know, we got two more games after this. So. I love it. I'll take hey, Bobby, nothing. if they get a shutout, actually, if they get a 3 nothing shutout, even though that wasn't a prediction, would you be willing? Because I would. Would you be willing to add three more points on bonus points for Dan on That's the predictions? Fuck yeah. Let's go. All right. But I think the reason I really want to do it and the reason that I think uh, that I'm happy Bobby did it and I'm really hoping it comes through because I know it'll piss Tony off. <laughs> we got the, we changed the rules. And gave more points to someone else. It drives them fucking that crazy. That motherfucker <laughs> really wants to win. I could uh-huh. give two shits. His motivation. I know. <laughs> and he already has uh, 
the other one in the bag. Nobody's ever going to beat him. No, no, um, w, w, no, 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 never. And on this one, he probably will win, uh, but he's he's very competitive with it. He does like to win. Yeah, it's crazy. Uh, yeah, when, just on Saturday, we, Dan and I were said something when we were doing the predictions about changing. Yes. One of them, uh, or, you know, yeah, I'll give you the, He's the like, I object. I oh, object. Yeah, you know, when I, I said, okay, make another prediction then, remember? Because I said, yes. okay, just make another prediction. You're like, of the games that already happened? I was like, yeah. So you said the sixth yes. goal. Tony got bent about it. He's like, oh, come on. Come on. What are you doing? Come on. Listen, You're giving him a voice. Yes. I love it. We're, all the money that's on the line for our stupid predictions we do on Saturdays. Oh, yeah. But anyway, I think uh, we're going to wrap it up tonight. I think we did enough bitching for Devil fans. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, wasn't home. I wasn't home crying Saturday night, just so we know. I, that was part of the show, too. Oh, um, yeah, that's right. We thought that you <laughs> yeah. were going to be pulling a joint. But I did Cairo. appreciate you guys taking my bye-byes for me. That was very nice. We can't, we can't do it like you, though. We'll oh, do it, but nice. we can't do it like you. Bob, what did, did you well. think about the Jordan Cairo thing? Oh. I, I, I mean, I just want to say, like, so I know we're going to wrap it up, that. but, like, like I, I, again, like, the more, like, you know the whole Jordan situation. Christ, yeah, I know the whole thing. Jordan cry you. I like that, Dan. That's a good one. Uh, like he can say whatever he wants. I get it, but the fans can do whatever they want. I had, I had actually, I, I don't want to say I had no problem with what he said because a professional athlete should have probably phrased it differently. But right. really, I don't care. He said it. It shouldn't have been that big a deal. I didn't understand why the story was taking on all these fucking legs. And then the next day, I'm watching the interview and I'm like, "Is he crying? He's, He's crying. crying. He's crying He's because crying. the fans don't like him." I thought that was weak, man. Like. You got yeah. booed in your own building, and you thought that you, you resorted to tears. Yeah, like yes. it's crazy to me that a professional athlete, like instead of like, how do you not just now they're not going to boom? They're just going to go. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> goes out on the ice. That's what I would do, and I would <laughs> yeah. totally be buying a cry you jersey. I know. You know yeah. I mean, it's a different. It's a different, more gentle world. And yeah, I get it. It's he's fine. not only of it, but he's going to be treated gently by them for it. There because is so, there is a time in yeah. a place where he would be laughed out of the fucking game. Oh my gosh! Those just days so are many over. layers. I mean, it's just... it, it, he, you're Dan. You're so right. He would have been laughed out of the fucking what, game. What do you think? Nineteen, you know, ninety. Ken Danico would have said if he came back in the locker room with him. Like, hey, dude, oh did you just God. fucking cry all over place? Are you? You just cry because your I mean, fans booed you. They fucking boo me every fucking night. I, I like think... that. I just don't think they, uh, you know, everybody likes to say things were tougher when they were, but I just think that this is maybe a little bit more symptomatic of the, you know, the age we're in with players and it is really everybody is that trying way. really hard to say stuff, not to offend people. We've, you know, raised that whole, you know, in yeah. all sports, it's, when you talk to the media, say the same five things over and over again, so nobody gets upset. You don't want to give the other team uh fuel by saying the wrong thing. And it's like, just, you know, I just in your think- career. 20 years ago, that comment just flies right under it. I don't even know. Oh, yeah. I didn't even notice it. And you know? and if the fans booed you because they didn't like it, of what you said, so when you get interviewed about it, like you just – I don't understand how your first reaction can't be, holy shit, I wasn't, expe- yeah. I wasn't like, expecting yeah. well, the fans it, to do that. Like, uh, so, all right, all right. He compounded it, too. I, I won't talk about it anymore. Yeah, yeah like, like, sorry, guys. He didn't, he didn't, he didn't just that. man up. On the no. second interview – they're like, well, what has he done for your career? And you can tell 
how like much bullshit was coming out of it. He was just trying he to hates, like make he it. Hates, he's, he's so happy, like Greg Berube. Like he didn't do gone. shit for me. I did this right. on my own before right. I got here. I wasn't. Yeah, here but he couldn't I, say that yeah. when they won the cup. So I can't be a whole. You know, I, I don't love Craig Berube because he brought St. Yeah. Louis the cup because he didn't do shit just, for me. If that's how you feel, how to deal with an asshole. That's what he taught me. He taught me how to deal with an asshole coach. And for that, I'm very thankful. Because there's a chance I might have another asshole coach and in look, my future. Honest answer, nobody wants to hear. I would so love then to say, hear that uh, I'm answer. Yeah. And I, I'll great. tell you right now, we can maybe leave it on this note. But if Lindy Ruff did happen to get fired, I would be all for Craig Berube taking his job. That's yeah. all. Uh, I hear you. So Tom Fitzgerald, Craig Berube is out there. I'm just mm. saying, he's out there. Maybe to the Devils. I think he used to maybe. play with them. But yeah, uh, yeah so. Um, for Jordan Cairo, uh, I'm Chris, and Bobby, and Dan. <laughs> I got to get him crying. I got to put that as a sound button. We got to play that all the time. I wish that the ref, I wish like one of the reporters would have been like, wait, dude, are you, are you seriously crying? Like you're crying right now? Like why? I'd love to have heard somebody say that to him. The one they, was, they say to the cameraman on mic, zoom in and get those tears. Yeah. Get those tears. Zoom in. <laughs> Get a close-up of those tears. We're going to uh, call this segment the softer side of hockey. Oh, God. It's <laughs> just so bad. What? It just, uh, yeah. Emba- that was embarrassing to watch, man. Yep. So wherever you're listening to us, give us a like, a subscription, five-star review, uh, comment. Um, we're still waiting on the applications for interns. Uh, they can be emailed to unclepuckers at gmail.com. Just remember, you have to be available for the three shows a week that we do. You cannot expect any pay whatsoever and to possibly Bobby be, will pay you. be verbally berated. Um, He's got a lot of money. Show. Oh, it's it's actually, oh, that's fine. Never mind about the pay. There Bobby is payment will pay involved. You. Bobby, Bobby said will top pay dollar. Is this is a paid I don't know internship by the unclepuckers. I think I said it, top A dollar. Well, <laughs> At least it's more than what Dan and I are willing to pay. So on that note, um, we're the Uncle Puckers, and we'll see you when we see you. Puck is out. Bye-bye. Shit. Stupid. It's wonderful. Bye-bye. I'm either later or bye-bye. I'm either, like, boring or stupid. Hmm. We can be both. It's over, Johnny. We usually are. It's over. (laughs) Shit. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs>